I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started today, I'm excited to tell you that my second book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, the ultimate guide to following your purpose and creating change in the world, is coming out on August 19th and it's now available to pre-order globally on Amazon. If you're feeling the call to make the world a better place, but you don't know where to start finding and following your life purpose, I wrote this book for you. It is packed with processes, rituals, and meditations to help you turn on your light and get it to work so that together we get to create a better world. And if you pre-order the book before August 2nd, 
you'll also get a two-hour live masterclass with me entitled Life Purpose Bootcamp, during which you'll get to find and define your life purpose in a specific two-paragraph definition. The masterclass is valued at £197, but you'll get it entirely for free when you pre-order the book. And you can visit georgelizos.com forward slash lightwork to get all the details. Now, in today's episode, we are talking all about healthy social media practices for empaths and lightworkers because it feels to me that social media has been transformed into a digital minefield these days. I wanted to test out my theory, so I scrolled through the first 20 posts on my Facebook feed this morning, and 11 of them were all about COVID-19, and that's more than 50%. And you know how the universe works, Lightworker. What you put your attention to must grow. I believe it's our duty to do our best at shining our light brightly during this time and be the lighthouses for those who feel scared or lost. But to do this, we first need to be a light for ourselves. And since social media is something we're inevitably influenced by on a daily basis, I feel this is the perfect time to improve our relationship with it. And to help us do that, I've asked my friend, social media angel, the author of Social Media for a New Age, Katie Brockhurst, to share with us practical and energetic processes for digital self-care. So in this episode, you're going to learn what are the most important questions that you should ask yourself about social media to assess your relationship with it. You're going to learn practical processes you can use to protect yourself on social media, both physically and psychically. You're going to learn ways of stopping comparing yourself and being more authentic on social media. Katie will share with us what digital self-care is and how we can start practicing it. And she's also going to share what she feels is the future of social media. Now, I've been chatting to Katie for years about this and she's made some pretty accurate predictions and you'll hear all about that in the episode. To be honest with you, I did not expect the answer she gave me. So let me know what you feel about it when you hear that. Come into your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group, my private Facebook group for lightworkers as soon as you're done and let me know what you think. Alright, without further ado, enjoy this episode with Katie Brockhurst. And today I have with me Katie Brockhurst. Known to her clients as their social media angel, Katie has been working in social media since the MySpace days. Her highlights include winning a gold Sony Radio Academy Award for the first ever Best Internet Program Award, setting up social media agency KDOT in 2007 and growing a small London-based team to help a range of clients from pop stars to publishers at a time when social media was still in its infancy. Katie, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Thank you, George. It's so good to be here. It is so great to chat to you and I am so excited for your second book, Social Media for a New Age, Volume Two. Yes. Now, of course, we did an episode uh, back in the day about volume one. So I want to hear about what was your intention with writing a volume two? What has changed? And I think it, it had only be a year after, right, that you wrote the second volume. Yeah, so 18 months, yes. I would say. 
And I mean, the first book was the culmination of sort of 10 years worth of work. And I wasn't sure about a book too, but I'd started to play around with some ideas like earlier last year. And then I'd shelved it and I didn't think it was going to happen, if I'm honest. And then I came back to what I'd started writing and all of a sudden it just like flew out of me and literally a month I ended up writing the whole book, which was crazy. But it was born out of a change in my relationship with social media. So when the first book came out in July 2018, the Cambridge Analytica scandal had only just come to light. And I think the more I dug into that and started to understand how data had become the new gold and what was actually being done with that data that wasn't really above board, to be honest, not necessarily all Facebook's fault, but Facebook allowed for that to happen. And if you're not aware of the data, uh, the Cambridge Analytica scandal, it's when all of our accounts were scraped or millions of accounts were scraped for information. And that information was then used in elections and all across the world in political ways to serve us with propaganda, essentially. So that, I know, I'm very much care about the world. So that sparked quite a bit for me. And from that, I also then began to learn about addictive design. And that was huge. That really made me sit back and look at how much I was using social media, how I'd be picking it up unconsciously and looking for likes and searching for that dopamine hit. And when I learned that that had literally been programmed into the system to get our attention, which ultimately meant our dollars, again like having spent my whole career and helping other people build platforms and and then hearing from clients how they were kind of feeling burnt out and tired and like their well-being was being affected by their social media use it made me stop and then like really dive into a whole new area which is an emerging area of how does this affect our well-being both physically, emotionally, mentally. What I love about this book, Katie, is that you're not going against social media and saying, you know, stop using social media. It's all about um, helping us think in a more open, unhinged way about social media, ask the right questions so mm. that we can establish a healthy relationship with it and so that we can have the power over that rather than having social media control us. And I was actually uh, reading a book um, that I love actually, it's called Hooked. Uh, and, it's, yes. and it's all about how we create addictive platforms and how social media do it. And then I realized, oh my God, it's all about psychology. Yes. And yet reading that didn't get me like, okay, I'm never gonna use Facebook or Instagram before, but I'm more mindful now. I'm like, okay, yes. I'm not gonna keep scrolling because I know what's going on here. It's giving me a variable like uh, outcome or something like that yes. that helps me keep scrolling for more dopamine rushes. I'm gonna stop myself and do something else. So I'm personally so grateful to you for writing this book because most social media books out there, they're just um, perpetuating the status quo. 
Yeah. Perpetuating what's out there and feeding the dragon. <laughs> You're helping us understand the dragon and ride the dragon and tame the dragon of yeah. social media, which is amazeballs. <laughs> I don't think it's about abstinence. I think social media is amazing. It's done so many, you know, I've made so many friends, met so many people, created so many opportunities for myself, for others using social media. There is no getting away from the fact that it is, it can be used for good, but it's also becoming really aware of how it's, it's not that it's being used for bad, but they were opportunists and data is the new goal. So we just need to become much more aware of how we're being used when we're using these platforms because they come to us as free, but they're not free. So it's like, it's really kind of getting that awareness so then exactly. we can have a better relationship with it. So what are some questions we need to start asking ourselves to assess our relationship with social media, whether it is Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, if anybody still uses that. Uh, and there's so many new writer, like TikTok is the new thing right now. <laughs> so how can we start? What are the questions, the most important questions in your opinion we should ask ourselves? I think one of the most important questions to ask is how much time are yeah. you spending on a daily basis on these platforms? And how productive is that time? So are you getting lost in an endless scroll? Are you picking up your phone unconsciously without realizing it? Like, is there an addictive habit there? So that's one thing to, as a question to ask yourself. I think the next important question is, how does it make you feel mm. when you're on there? So are you going on and your mental health is maybe not at its best one day and you've gone on and it's actually made you feel worse or has it made you feel better? Has it made you feel more connected to others? So assessing on a day-to-day -day basis how it's making you feel and then why it is that you're using it. So also like having that conscious awareness of why you're using it. I will pick my phone up to like, you know, do something. And then all of a sudden I realize I'm doing something completely differently. Five minutes has passed and I'm like, just like, yeah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> like becoming aware of those things. Are you using it consciously or unconsciously? Cause yeah, it's meant to keep us like scrolling and scrolling. It's the endless scroll of social media that mm -hmm. Like the make of distraction keeps us from like falling a life purpose of like having a relationship with ourselves, with other people, because we're constantly just like swiping down all the time. Well, and, and the science is starting to come out over longer term studies that we've now got, because you've got to remember, this is still very new. It's been yeah. 10 years, you know, really. But what we're doing is we're strengthening neural pathways when we're on there and actually what's happening you know, with that continuous use, if you think you're using it every day, just how strong those, those people, you know, what we're doing, but what they're starting to see is that it does affect our attention long-term. So mm. you might have noticed you find it harder to sit down and read a book without yes. like then putting it down. So that is yes. a long-term effect of high social media use. So again, that was like a reason for me to go, okay, so now like I'll switch my phone off at, or try to <laughs> at 
at eight o'clock at night and, and take a book to bed rather than like being watching the TV or looking at my phone in the evenings. Yeah, so it's just yeah. it's those kind of things to become aware of too, that it can have long-term impacts on the brain. Absolutely, and I, I had a, like a first-hand experience of this. Uh, while I was studying geography uh, at, at university, um, we were studying the concept of affect. Now, affect, it's not an emotion, it's something before an emotion. It's this urge to get your phone and check like WhatsApp and or check uh, Instagram for example. So uh, the professor, just to, so we can experience what affect means because like conceptually it made sense, but what is it in real life? It's like, okay, everybody put your phones away and let's see how long it takes for, try to not see them and let's see how long it takes for one of you to just pick up the phone. And within 10 minutes, like five people unconsciously, <laughs> even though they had the intention of not using their phones, they picked up the phone just to like, just to unblock the screen and see if there were any notifications. Yeah. Which is like, again, it's that, what you said, we're becoming human cyborgs. <laughs> like the, the, our phones and our technology are extensions of us. Yes. And that's created carefully and psychologically um, by the social media companies. Yes. Yeah, so okay. they even like um, went and consulted with gambling houses. So when you refresh your feed and you pull down on the feed and it takes a second, that's based on a slot machine, apparently. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ah, yes. It makes sense now. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. So much science behind making money from that. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I want to move into a slightly different topic about mm-hmm. protecting ourselves on social media because it constantly encourages us to share more and more of ourselves. I remember when I was setting up my LinkedIn account, it had this bar on the side. Oh, it's 97% completed. And I kept adding and adding and adding and adding and adding. And it wasn't 100%. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Because I'm like a perfectionist. I had to be 100% full, but it wasn't. <laughs> so, and then I realized, why do they need all this information from me? Anybody can like do like identity theft by taking a look at that. So what are some tools we can use? to protect ourselves, both like our identity physically, but also psychically from a spiritual perspective? Ooh, interesting question. So I would say like from a practical perspective, checking your settings, seeing what information, like turning location services off, Mm -hmm. like a lot of the ads you might have noticed 
when you know you've had a conversation with someone and the next minute you've got an ad that's popped up and it's like how do they do that you know and they swear that they're not listening in um i still am sometimes curious about that but what i think a lot of it is done is based on location so if you're at someone's house or you're speaking with someone who has a set of lights like it will read those and serve you ads and things so turn off your location services to protect yourself from that perspective and also think about the things that you're sharing you know think about you're not just sharing them with the people in your network you are sharing them with a whole bunch of companies and that is everything from your mood to your preferences you know and, and personalization can be good but it can also be quite creepy um, and I think as, as the artificial intelligence that's feeding a lot of this, which is set up to learn. So they have what's called machine learning now. So these programs are set up, to, but they, they've not learned about our emotional intelligence. So, you know, like just thinking about that you are giving information to a machine who's learning about you and then, and then sending that off to lots of different companies who are paying for advertising. I remember um, my friend had a Google phone and then someone told me that Google re- like records you like while you speak and then saves that on, on the phone. And I'm like, really? I'm like, let's check this right now. So we go on her phone, we go in the settings, hidden somewhere in the settings were saved audio messages that Google recorded randomly through the days, hundreds and hundreds of them. And we started listening to private conversations uh, that we were having. And then on a different occasion last week, I was chatting with a friend on WhatsApp yeah. about a carnival in our like in, in town here in Cyprus. Yeah. And then the two hours later, we both saw an ad about that exact same carnival on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, I'm listening in now. Like, is that where they've come to? It's crazy. I mean, my parents are away skiing this week and we had a phone chat a couple of days ago and then I had an advert for the company they booked their ski trip through on my Instagram. And yeah, so it just being super aware that nothing is private that's done through your phone. I don't think they're looking and they're caring. I just think they're able to sell advertising. Yeah. Exactly. They, yeah. they, that's why they do it. Like basically it's all about yeah. money, money, money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So another thing that's going on on social media because of all the, the buzz and the vibe yeah. is that we start comparing ourselves a lot to other, to our peers mm. and like even authenticity is a little bit manufactured these days. Like, I'm like, I'm going to do this because I'm like to show my authenticity or I'm going to post a picture of myself with no makeup looking sad to talk about something. And I'm like, that's not authentic. It's manufactured authenticity. Mm. So what can we do to A, stop comparing ourselves to others and mm. A, be more authentic, like real authentic? Mm. Um, I think with the comparison thing, it's so natural for us to compare ourselves. I think if we weren't comparing ourselves online, we are comparing ourselves all the time offline. So developing a really strong sense of self mm. and inner self-worth, I think is number one. I think that also crosses into this being authentic as well. Because if you can really cultivate and nurture 
that sense of self, then, then the comparison monkeys aren't quite so loud. Um, I think one of the other really important things when it comes to social media anyway with comparison is remembering that as part of this whole piece that we've just discussed, gamification is part of the ways that they've got us addicted mm. and gamification some people are playing the game <laughs> um which also then feeds into this authenticity aspect as well and if you're not uh, playing the game and you're just wanting to use this as a tool to show up share and connect with others then then remembering that there's a game going on and you're not playing the game helps but i think also coming at it from a place of service also really supports all of that too because when you're in service the number of likes you've got the number of followers you've got isn't playing into that again that same aspect because if one person gets something valuable and there's always one person I think no matter what you're sharing there's always a person even if they don't like it or comment on it because you've all got silent surfers and silent watchers, whether you know about it or not. I'm always quite surprised when I get someone going, I've been a silent follower for quite a while. And it's like, oh, yeah, you guys exist <laughs> uh, following the work and aren't necessarily interacting. So when you're coming at it from a place of service, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing because you're doing what you need to do. So it's all about tuning into our own authenticity, keeping it real, sharing from our heart, sharing from a, a sense of service, as you said in your first book, uh, having a strategy of love, yeah. and then letting that be all the, not, not comparison, all the need you need to feel worthy because that space, that's in alignment with who you really are and what you're here to do. Yeah, and I think and, being really compassionate with yourself when you feel either that you're comparing yourself or that you're being inauthentic. I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in that, like, oh, because authenticity has got this so much attached to it now. Um, I think it just brings up so much, doesn't it? So much indeed. And speaking of uh, being compassionate with ourselves, mm. what is digital self-care? You talk about it in the book. And I know this yeah. is your big focus right now. Yeah. So what is digital self-care and how can we practice it? I think that for me, the, what I call digital self-care is being aware. So mm. having that awareness of your digital usage, that thing that I talked about, about how is it making you feel? How often are you using it? How long are you using it? Seeing if you're out of balance and then creating a plan and a strategy for yourself to bring things back into balance so that you can still use digital tools, still use social media without it affecting your overall well-being. Because I'm really starting to see how digital usage can affect emotional well-being, mental health and physical well-being as well so you know if you're at a computer all day or you're over a phone for you know five six hours a day like are you doing your stretches are you are you are you looking after your overall well-being through your digital use and that's what digital self-care means to me starts with being aware and yeah. being 
self-compassionate to themselves. Yeah. Now, I know you like a sort of a prophet when it comes to social media because <laughs> I remember like years ago when you told me, well, animated GIFs is a new thing. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and then a year later, like everybody's using animated GIFs. So I got to ask the question, what is your prediction about the future of social media? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I have like two actually, like, so they kind of live, I think there'll be people who go one way and people who go another way. So huh. I feel like there's almost like two futures, okay. <laughs> uh, two different timelines, depending on where you're at. So the big predictions are is that augmented reality and virtual reality are going to become like massive over the next few years. There's a lot of big companies, Facebook included, who've invested billions into the development of augmented and virtual reality. And Facebook have got a new platform called Horizon, which huh. is a virtual social network. Uh, a, a social platform where they want you to hang out with your mates in uh, like a virtual cafe or go on virtual dates um, and it's a headset and it's already um, hands-free so it can track your hands and your hand movements uh, this was all announced at one of their big conferences uh, back in sort of October time and yeah, they and, and the predictions are that they reckon like 40 to 50% of all consumption will be through virtual and augmented reality within the next few years, which is pretty huge. Oh my God. That means we'll be having like conferences and meetings with that. Yes. That changes time and space. Yes. Like yes. makes it irrelevant, sort of. <laughs> well, it's, it's a very different concept. And my hope is that if we're already seeing the effects that digital usage is having for a mobile device, you know, if we can imagine that we're actually locking out the real world and then being in a virtual world, not long through a screen, but through a visor where we're fully then present, like what is that going to do to our physical bodies? Which oh, is why I think there'll be a split. So I uh, think there'll be people that don't adopt that kind of technology. And I think there'll be people that do adopt. Now, what's interesting is that it's been slower for consumers to adopt than they thought we were. Hmm. So I think Zuckerberg thought at this point that virtual reality would be way more popular than it currently is. Uh, um, so I'm interested to see how how that will take. But that is a potential future for social media is this Facebook horizon. I can totally see it like happening. Like I go over, I was like shocked when I heard about it, but at the same time excited about it. But at the same time, like what about my spiritual practice? And you know, what about communicating with the elementals out in nature? Like I don't want to do this with just a mask. But again, it's all about being aware, right? I think yes. that is the, uh, the, the, the concluding message of the day. What is your concluding message of the day, speaking of which? Mm. Ooh. I think it's just, can we, are, are you aware of how much of an impact social media is having in your life and on your health? And do you have strategies in place 
to manage that when it, it feels a bit overwhelming. Because I think we've all had those times when social media can feel really overwhelming. And, and are you doing things to counterbalance that? Like, are you turning your phone off in the evening? Do you go out for walks without your phone? How are you making sure that like the phone's just not, you know, that other appendage? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, Lightworker question for you to reflect on and and see what comes up with i think if we all just ask ourselves questions about social media we're going to get so many answers i'd and love to actually finish with one of the poems yes please from the book and, I'll and then tell us where, where people can get the book from cool oh, it's on amazon yes. and um i've also just redone my website which is socialmediaforanewage.com perfect which you can also find me at. But yeah, this is, this is um, the poem that goes with the self-care chapter at the end. So it's called Love, Light and Action. Hmm. As I struggle to be at peace with Facebook because I cannot shake the feeling that Zook is a crook, it's been more difficult for me to see the positive side. I forget how amazing it is that we can communicate worldwide. The internet, our cyberspace, where we can connect heart to heart with love and grace. It is up to us to be the change we want to see on this planet, one by one together, letting the unfoldment be organic, using technology to support us naturally, not letting it become a global tragedy. We need to invest in our digital well-being, reduce distractions, the addictions, and all the bad that we're seeing booming the web up with our loving energetic light using it consciously a place where we treat each other right creating social media for a new age where we're not prisoners of facebook's gilded cage instead we are the leaders sacred and true with social media a tool that connects me and you and so it is Katie, thank you so much for being a part of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast and sharing all your wisdom with us and just awakening us to social media so we can have a healthier relationship with it. Wishing you a lovely rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.